Hello, Feisties. I'm Sarah Gross, CEO and founder of Feisty Media. And I'm here to tell you that our foundational strength training course, Strong, is on sale now through April 10th. If you're like me, you probably get a lot of crap in your Instagram or Facebook feed telling you how you should look or how you will feel if you look a certain way. As summer approaches, this only gets worse. We are told we should have a quote unquote summer body as if our bodies somehow morph into something completely different just because the weather changes. And frankly, over here at Feisty Media, we are totally sick of it. Because at Feisty, our vision is to build an empowering culture for active women. We want to shift our attention away from what our bodies look like and focus instead on what our bodies can do especially during the summer months when having the physical strength to do the activities we love is so important. The Strong Course is designed to take any woman, regardless of your starting point, through everything you need to know to level up your strength training journey. It includes a 16-week program to help you progress from wherever you are to lifting heavy or heavy-ish with dumbbells or a barbell. It also includes modules on the physiology of strength training for women, nutrition, how we keep ourselves injury free and more. I want every woman to be able to do the things that bring her joy and be strong enough to do them for life. Enrollment in this course is now open and you can sign up and learn more at womensperformance.com forward slash strong or check the show notes of this episode for the link. And for those of you who are among the 800 women who have already taken the Strong Course with one of our previous cohorts, congratulations on taking the plunge. And to the rest of you, see you in the course in April. Make this summer your strongest and best ever. Head over to womensperformance.com forward slash strong today. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. Hey, Katherine. <laughs> Hello. I'm so How proud you? of you. You just started. I just go. We just jumped in. Yeah. That band-aid's been ripped off. <laughs> I like it. That's so 2020. <laughs> right? Was that 2020? 2021? I don't even know. Yeah. When anyway. did we, we started 2021. No, 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020. You see, you oh forgot God. the COVID year. I forgot the COVID year. I put it behind me. <laughs> we were all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the whole year. <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> did you get to do any fall riding last weekend? Did you have lovely fall weather? What did I do last weekend? No, I, but I did ride Friday morning and it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, literally rode into the moon setting because I left early in the morning. Oh, nice. It was stupid gorgeous I wasn't even anticipating it to be that like beautiful and I was like oh this is really nice but this weekend no I did it was hot here it finally cooled off this morning last night so it was in the 90s this weekend I did a big run that really sucked if you don't know the truth how about you 
Um, I did. I rode with some friends. It was on one of our paved paths, but like they have uh, skinny tire bikes. So we went out and rode that on Sunday and we had, we got out there and my friend, um, she's not re- like, she, she's a commuter cyclist. And she, when she bought this bike 15 years ago, she took a bike maintenance class, but I don't know how long it's been since she's like done any bike maintenance. So we got there and her tire wasn't holding air. And this tire, I don't know if they glued the fucking, the thing to the rim, but I like was using all my strength. Like we could get the lever underneath the tire, but could not pop it off the rim. I don't know what was it, wrong. What? It That's was, weird. And like, there were three of us like with the, t- just could not pop it off the rim. Like, um, so <laughs> there was fortunately a bike shop that was open a mile and a half away. <laughs> so we we're like, can you just change the tire? But he did say that it had been a while since her tire had been changed. And I think the rim tape was bad. So I don't know if something in that like <laughs> the it. rubber became part of the metal. <laughs> I, I, I rode skinny tire bikes for years on triathlon and it was never that hard to pop. Like I'm getting it back wondering. on is always hard, right? But putting, getting the tire off, <laughs> holy cow so anyway that, that was adventures and um I'm, I'm looking forward to our bike maintenance time with Casey down in Arizona oh I know oh my god I'm so excited <laughs> I'm so excited about that I was thinking about that just I'm like literally probably an hour ago about how awesome the mechanics camp is gonna be it's, yeah. gonna, be, it's gonna be amazing yeah so. I can't wait and I'm also kind of excited to have some time to get into bike shape next year because I feel like I haven't prioritized that well I have the shoulder stuff and just busy so it'll be nice to just be away we've added a second camp it probably will be sold out by the time this comes out sorry it sold out in two hours last time that's awesome uh, though yeah so if you like the ideas with these send me messages maybe we can get more on the calendar yeah i think i think that they're a great idea so and we need to do that and then the next thing we need to do is like a bike packing venture where you have to like know how to fix your bike and you will because you've done one of these camps well you know our friend rachel, rachel wills moved to europe and i've talked to her about like we should do a bike trip in europe i love that idea help me in yeah it might have yeah to be let's 2026. do it. there's a lot going on next year Olympics. yeah but that's you know 2024 we could do it in 2025 yeah next year's 2024 mm-hmm. we don't don't lose a whole year on me, Catherine. Oh my well, God. I was just like typing the dates for the new camp <laughs> in, and I was type. I kept typing 2024. That's why So I'm then thinking. you're thinking 2025 and then all of a sudden it's 2026. Mm-hmm. I know. And I know then all of a sudden I'm 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still be riding your bike. It'll be fine. I will be riding. I hope, I hope you're right on that. So, um, okay. Yeah. Well, we might not be together for a few weeks. I know we're... you're heading out. Some, somebody has to go to Kona. I don't know how I didn't make the cut. <laughs> I mean, do you know anything about triathlon? No, nothing. <laughs> but my witty, bubbly personality can like carry off a whole lot. You would be it. like getting shit done left and right. It would be amazing. Yeah, I would. I'd be keeping you all in line. Let's face it. Um, so Feisty Media, if anybody, I know there are triathletes that listen to this, but Feisty Media is yeah. in Kona all next week covering the Ironman World Championship. I'll be there. Celine's going to be there. Uh, the whole, all of our team, anybody that you've been at the gravel festival, basically that's from the feisty team is going to be there and we'll be doing events and live 
podcasts and all kinds of stuff all week long. So if you're a triathlon fan, make sure you follow along at Feisty Triathlon. And you may pop on with an interview. I just reached out to somebody that's going to be at the Gra- UCI Gravel World. Yes. Which I'm really curious to see. Oh, I re- yeah, I'm excited to watch. So, And I'm it's, really it's... sad that, did you see Caroline? Uh, she, she broke her collarbone, so she's not going to be able to compete. Oh, you know what? I did see that, but I did not put two and two together. Yeah. That's, that's a, a bummer. bummer. Yeah. Yeah. We've been interested because we haven't seen her back in the U.S. since unbound so it would be yeah. kind of fun to see what she how she did yeah over there but but it's fun there's a whole group of american women that are going to be there and it'll be and, and uh anamique van vluten is coming out of retirement nice work nice work i know are you proud of me yeah i'm proud of you we're, we're both making big strides in our um recording methods yeah Anyway, whatever that means, uh, a lot of people probably saw, we did a post on Feisty Media a few weeks ago about the Red Bull uh, Rampage and the formation and how Red Bull Rampage has never invited women to join the Rampage, but this year they canceled the formation. So we had a post on social media. Somebody reached out and said, Hey, I know an athlete that's involved in this. Would you be interested in interviewing them? So we are going to meet Jackie Ball and get her scoop on what's happening in the mountain bike world. Awesome stuff. Let's talk sleep. My sleep routine has become so critical to my evenings. When I get good sleep, I make better choices, whether that's with food or exercise or simply my day-to-day activities. All the reading and listening I've done over the last year to help me with my sleep led me to Pillar, and it's been the quote-unquote game changer. The triple magnesium formula has improved both my REM sleep and my deep sleep, which were two areas that were very much in need of improvement. I've struggled with both those for years. But even better, since I've been taking Pillar, I've noticed that not only have those improved, I just feel better rested and more recovered. Pillar is offering our U.S. listeners a 15% discount for you to give it a try for yourself. Head over to thefeed.com slash Pillar, that's P-I-L-L-A-R, and use the code GGG15 to start a journey to better sleep. Okay, this is the first time we've had a live from the side of the road podcast. Well, I'm glad I could be the first. <laughs> Christy and I are not beside the road, but our guest today, Jackie Ball is. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie. Thanks, guys. Happy to be on. I'm super stoked about this conversation. So I I don't know, like, I know we need to start with like, okay, so Jackie, tell us how you got into cycling. Okay. So let's start there, but then we definitely want to get into the meat of some of this. So go for it. Yeah. So my name is Jackie. I live in Carbondale, Colorado. So Western slope. Um, I randomly got into mountain biking, gosh, 2016. So seven years ago now, I was actually on a backcountry ski trip of all places and the guys I was with had a, a sled and they're like, you know what, we should get you on a downhill bike. So that's how I got into cycling. <laughs> uh, someone put me on a bike at Keystone Bike Park and that was it. Um, immediately gravitated towards the gravity side. So that entails downhill and enduro. Um, downhill, I'll just get into the meat of this now, is more of, it's a one, like at a downhill race is one timed run 
as fast as you can from the top to the bottom of a mountain. Typically, that is a lift access um, race. And then enduro is also considered a gravity event um, on the racing side. And that is a multi-stage downhill race where every stage is timed. So you could be on your bike for six hours and pedal 5,000 vert vertical feet and 30 miles and only race for an hour. So only an hour of that matters. And it's the downhill section. Um, so enduro is like a bit of a beast explaining the style of racing, but hopefully that captured it. Um, I started racing downhill and in, in enduro my first full year racing or riding, which was 2017, um, and have been hooked ever since. So wow. these are, this is like the full mask stuff. Full mask stuff. I always, when I'm racing, I wear knee pads, um, depending on the venue, a chest protector, um, sometimes elbow pads. I have a weird adversity to add elbow pads. I couldn't tell you why, but probably should wear them because it looks like I stuck my elbows in a dishwasher or a garbage disposal at this point with all the scratches. But uh, yeah. Wow. I I'm curious on this kind of writing, how much of it is skill and how much of it is mental? 50-50. It depends on the day. That's, that's I mean, what I would have probably guessed. Yeah. So when you're racing enduro and I primarily race enduro now you're racing double black diamond. So pretty congruent to skiing for skiers out there. You have double black, single black, blue, green with the double black being the hardest green being the easiest. So you're racing these double black, highly technical trails. You are racing sometimes like a grade of 40 to 50%. So what feels at the top, basically vertical, um, and, you know, rocks, jumps, shoots. Um, so you have to be at a pretty high level to even hit these features in this ride, this type of terrain. And then once you introduce speed, you know, there is um, there is like a really a skill factor that you need. Um, that's not to say there aren't all level enduros, but once you get to that pro stage there, you really are riding some pretty difficult terrain. Um, that being said, I reached out to Vanessa Forrester earlier this year, um, plugging her. Is she still podcasting with you guys or did she, she? doesn't have a podcast with us anymore, but she's been like a great friend, friend of feisty and she's actually been Perfect. on this podcast before. Mm -hmm. Great. So connected with Vanessa, um, because I was really struggling with the mental side and, um, talking myself out of hitting those bigger features and, getting really nervous to crash and fall and get injured. And that was really taking up a lot of space and energy and my ability per to progress. So it really is both sides. Well, yeah. I'm literally, my pits are sweating out talking about it. <laughs> I know. It's so wild. Um, and I'm actually in Utah right now, riding some of the wildest terrain I've ever been on. So I'm actually at a free ride event, um, which really brings us to why we're talking today. Mm -hmm. uh, but free ride, and I'll explain a little, a little bit about free ride, um, on the gravity side of the sport. Um, and it's really jumps anywhere that isn't a bike trail. That's kind of free ride. Um, so the really famous event would be Red Bull Rampage that takes place in Virgin, Utah, where you're seeing big gap jumps, drops, steep shoots um, off these plateaus. 
Uh, the terrain I'm on right now is actually like really loose dirt. Um, and I've never ridden anything like it. I feel like I'm on the moon riding right now. Wow. And terrifying, terrifying. It's all steep. So, I mean, people can't see you, but you have the biggest smile on your face while you're talking about this. So obviously it's something that definitely elates you when you're doing it. How does that translate? Like the, like, how does, how does it being so fearful translate into something that's like ends up bringing you so much joy? Yeah. So I really feel like sport is this, like, we're going to use, I work in tech, so I'm going to use a tech metaphor here. You know, the sandbox environment where we go to, to play and understand how things work. Um, so when I'm out here, I have to be, you know, you just, you commit to a line and you're like, I have to be confident and dedicated and trust myself. And you start doing that, that goes into all areas of your life. You know, it's like, you're out here in those things that you want to feel, wherever, whatever you're doing, confident, in control, thoughtful. Like you have to be all those things to do this. And that's why I love this so much. Um, that, so that's one side of it. The other side is progression. So, so this is my first day riding any sort of terrain like this. And I started, I actually just got done riding a shoot. So kind of just like dropped in really steep off the brakes and I've never hit anything like this. So in the course of four hours with a really sizable break, cause we're in the desert and it's hot. Um, I've seen this like massive progress and seeing that is so rewarding. Um, and then on the, the last thing I'll mention about the side of the sport I'm with, let's call it 50 amazing women from around the world of all levels in their free ride journey. Some of them are, at the top of the sport. Some of them are just getting into it like me. Um, and meeting these women and being here and watching everyone progress wherever they are is amazing. <laughs> That's cool. So is this, are you at a, like a development camp that y'all are putting on or what's? Yeah. What's so um, just get to the the Red Bull rampage of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have to skirt around it. So <laughs> yeah, we, we all know why we're here. <laughs> but maybe... <laughs> Let people know. So people in this audience don't know what Red Bull Rampage is and and also its significance within the sport of free riding. Maybe start there. So when it frames this conversation. Perfect. Um, so Red Bull Rampage started in 2001 in Virgin, Utah. So right outside of Zion National Park in Utah um, as really like the first event in free ride. So free ride has always been this like very casual ugly stepchild part of the sport that no one really knew how to a monetize it and b how to like showcase it aside from people hucking their bikes off of cliffs so that's where rampage came about um red bull rampage to date we're now in 2023 has never had a woman compete um rampage really opened up free ride um for the masses as it's a broadcasted event Red Bull puts it on a, the most famous free ride and downhill athletes fly into this event. It's currently the field is 18 men. Um, from that, we've seen so many free ride events come about at all corners of the world. So Rampage is really the first event and it's kind of the pinnacle event of free ride. Um, 
why this is important, there's a few reasons. The top athletes um, obviously have contracts with their sponsors. Some of the men that are free ride slope style athletes, as long as they complete, compete in, in uh, Rampage, they're fine. So they have a pretty, I don't want to say it's a light load, like being in this terrain, it's it's truly terrifying. And we're not even, you know, I'm not even hit, like we'll walk up to a, a drop that's 50 feet and mind blowing. So it's not to say it's a walk in the park by any stretch, but, um, you know, and, and some of the women that are looking to make a career out of free ride, they still have to race to satisfy their contract. Um, so that plays a lot of, like that hurts women's ability to progress because if you have to contractually perform at races, then you're going to hold back in free ride, even though that might be a passion project. So, and I'll give credit where it's due. Um, in about 2017, Casey Brown, who's we call her the fairy godmother of free ride, um, started knocking at the door and she's like, we want in. Um, what, what do I need to do to get in free ride? Um, and so to satisfy that outlet that these women started having to progress on free ride, it was a lot of like creative, creative film projects that they take on as their own. Um, but that was really the only outlet and platform they had to showcase the talents that they were starting to develop. 2018, 2019, a lot more women are like, Hey, we want to do this style of riding. How can we make our impact on this sport? So Red Bull, sponsored an event called Formation. And Formation was created to be like an incubator style event for all the women to come out and really develop the skills to not only ride, but dig lines. An important thing I should mention about Rampage is the, the riders will go out with two diggers and they look at the terrain and they build their own line. So um, there is an eye to it and understanding, you know, your strengths, what you want to do. Um, so it's not just like the features don't magically appear. Oftentimes you're using the natural terrain and then working with that um, to create your line at Rampage. So formation was really the opportunity for women at the top of the sport at the time to come to, together and understand how they can progress and get into that big mountain free ride style of riding. Um, and the progress we've seen with women in 2019, 2021, and 2022, understanding that 2020 was canceled with COVID, has been phenomenal. I mean, so many more women are out in the desert filming, working with their sponsors, creating phenomenal con um, content here. So Formation really created something special for women to come to the desert and ride and progress. Um. So what am I doing here? Formation was canceled, was postponed in spring. Usually it's like a May event. Um, and then it was canceled. So a lot of women thought that maybe this was the time that they would be able to participate in Rampage. Um, a few things worth mentioning, the women that come to Formation that have been at Formation are like, we need this incubation style of riding. Um, it helps, you know, they bring their diggers in. So, you know, it's really an inclusive event where a lot of women get to come together, dig, build, progress for a week. So when it was canceled, it left this huge void. 
And then when the writer list came out on in September with no women, there was nothing. Um, so Chelsea Kimball, her name is Chelsea sends it on Instagram. She is amazing. Um, she's really at the top of the sport with free ride. She lives in Virgin almost year round. Um, she's sponsored by specialized and she reached out to specialized when formation was canceled and was like, Hey, I want to create something in lieu of formation to get as many women that are interested in free ride out here. Um, so she started a massive chat on Instagram and invited women from around the world to come out to the desert for a week and dig and build and ride and film. So that is what we are doing. Um, I arrived last Friday. I don't even know the dates. I'm like on desert time. <laughs> and I'm here through this Saturday. And we've just been out every day. Uh, we started working on our own line, building that, hitting jumps, trying new terrain. And there's all levels out here. So it's been a really great, great experience so far. Wow. Um. I'm sure Christy has some follow-up questions. I, I do too. I So the post yeah, that we did on, uh, no, no, it's good. this was a great explanation. But the post we did on Feisty, I had found a quote or a note. In 2018, the co-founder of Red Bull said, women weren't prohibited from competing. They simply hasn't been a woman who could ride the rampage terrain the way men can. And so that was part of the reason for creating formation as kind of an incubator. Um, and I don't know. There's just so much that's really sus in that whole thing. Like, uh, one, you've put in the work, right? But like, why do we have to say that you can only ride the same way that the men can? And and I don't know like where the level has come. Um, because if I'm not mistaken, that's not only judged on like your line, it's also like the tricks you do. Is that right? Like flips or where am I wrong Correct. on that? So the yep. judging isn't you're, just you're like you got down the hill fast. It's like the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a judged event. Yeah. Um, so why do you think they're not letting women in? That's my question. So what they're saying is logistics. And to be fair, there are some logistical concerns. Wind in the desert is a real thing, and it is absolutely terrifying when you're on a ridgeline. Um, so as it is right now, how Red Bull has put on their event there's room to improve, but it is difficult to do it as they have. I honestly, I don't know why. Um, a lot of the women here were that I've spoke with have been in talks with Red Bull and they were part of the conversation around keeping Rampage as an incubator. And they genuinely thought Red Bull was going to invite them um, to compete this year. So I don't know if it was a logistic thing and someone gave up or or what it was. I want to be careful about speculating because I'm not in the room. Um, but what I will say your opinion, we don't, we uh, don't take this as the opinion of every woman and okay. free ride. Fair enough. Yeah. I think for me personally, um, I think it's like, there's some, I think they're nervous about how it's going to be received. You know, what happens if someone gets hurt? What well, happened? I, I mean, obviously it, what you all are doing, I don't know if you could say that there's something that's more inherently dangerous. Like you, you know what you're doing. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, you know, and I guess, I guess maybe if you're talking about, okay, now all of the eyes are on these women at rampage, the first women, like when, when, and if it happens, there's going to be a huge amount of pressure to potentially, you know, potentially perform outside of your comfort zone because here's your shot, you know? Yeah. And um, it's, but like you said, you're in, I mean, you're always out of your comfort zone and <laughs> it's a silly art, you know, they're you know worried about how it's going to be received people getting hurt, men get hurt all the time, you know? So, um, yeah. Now I mean, that was my question. Do men get hurt at this event? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 There's men that have been paralyzed and yeah. Right? It's, like it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I saw one of the athletes last night who broke his back last year riding. So yes, you, there is athletes get hurt all the time. Um, diggers have gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, it's high risk. It's part of the sport. It's funny. Cause like, I'm like, yes, let women ride it. And like, if I was your mom, I'd be like, don't you fucking do don't that. Don't you do that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's the whole. It's a, it's an interesting balance act because I do like watching formation. You know, because I was tuned in as that was growing. I thought that is really cool. That's exactly what needs to happen. Is like if women want to ride this and haven't had the opportunity, there has to be the opportunity to learn and improve and grow the skills. Yeah. So it's great, and it's 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 interesting that Chelsea and specialized have stepped in to kind of fill that void, which shows that, I mean, Red Bull had a cool program that they just basically let go. Yeah. Um, and what's really disappointing is a lot of the women have stepped up to fill that void. Right. So yeah. Casey Brown created her own event. Um, another woman, Hannah Bergman created her own event. Um, so it's like, these women are really stepping up because they're like, we have women that are ready and interested and willing. So I guess we're going to do it ourselves, which I mean, that also speaks to what we do, right? Like, yeah, well, it's, it, it is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, stop. we'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh. So like. What do you feel? Like, what's the sense in the free women's free ride community? Like, what? Where do you go from here? Do you keep creating your own things in the pipeline, and just be like, screw it, like we don't want, or is it like continued conversations with Red Bull? Yeah. Like, so it sounds like there's continued conversations with Red Bull, but I also think, and like being here with these women, I mean, I've met a handful of them prior to this weekend. Um, it's not going away. We're not going away. Um, if any, I mean, we had a 13 year old girl from Salt Lake city who was absolutely shredding with us over the weekend, but she had to go back to school during the week. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you have to go to school. Yeah, Mom, like, I don't want to. We'll, we'll see you on next, we'll see you next weekend. Um, but there's this whole generation of women that are now, you know, because it's, that's the plus side, I guess, of social media is that they are seeing these women out here doing amazing things even when there isn't a formal platform there these women are still hitting big jumps and big drops and pushing the limits 
Yeah. And I think that's what makes the whole the thing with Red Bull so challenging is because yes, they sell an energy drink, but they're also really a media company. Yeah. And their media is so prominent. And actually, if you go to their YouTube channel, it is mostly white guys. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But they do such a good job on that. And so it's not just taking away like this opportunity to, to, to be at this big event. It's also like all the things you get alongside of that with what they do in their media and the platform that they have to promote it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I will say, it's really interesting. Pink bike is like the mountain bike world um, go-to channel. And the amount of likes and interactions that, you know, the women posts are getting compared to the men is so cool. Um, so there is definitely, you know, not only do the women want to ride this stuff, people want to see us ride this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's That's also what, more shocking yeah. when you see a woman ride it than when you see a guy ride it, right? You're like, holy shit. She's, you know, like I've seen the pictures of the guys and then I was pulling pictures for the post we did. And I was like, this is freaking unbelievable. You know, like, I'm like, oh yeah, a bunch of guys. But when I see the women, I'm like so much respect for it. It's so cool. Well, it just, (laughs) I think when you see a woman doing those, those things, especially as a woman, you immediately interpret everything that led up to that moment. Like we know as women that that's not a gift that's just given to us. It's something that you've had to work your ass off to earn. And it wasn't just something that was available. You had to, you, we've had to create so much for ourselves in the space. Right. It's just like, you know, it's just, when I see pictures like that, like I see something more than just the feed itself. It's like, there's a whole shitload of stuff behind that. And it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's real. I mean, it's really being here. I'm like, how am I going to go back to life without riding with these women all the time? Like it's so, and so inspiring. So what, what are the women, like, what do they do from here? All these women that are here this weekend, are there local events that people can get involved in? Or there, is it, because I did see like more free riding events. Most free riding events around the world have created a women's category. Um, yes. Outside of the rampage. Yeah. Um, so the pro women, um, you know, there's, there's filming that they'll do. Like a lot of them are head, like, this is kind of like the off season. So heading into filming, um, there are events all around the world. So, um, as we head into the South American or South Southern hemisphere summer, um, a lot of people have plans to go to like Chile, New Zealand, Australia, ride, you know, either big jump lines or big mountain lines down on that side of the world. Um, So those are the pros. I think for us that are just trying to get into it, it's like now I understand the terrain I need to seek out in order to continue to progress and what that looks like. So for me, I never want to be a pro free rider. For me, it's just like getting as much exposure to this side of the sport as possible because it, it all helps. Right. Um, yeah. 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 I love it. <laughs> it's a, it's a world we know little about, but we were like, this is really int- intriguing. <laughs> it's a wild world. <laughs> it is. 
it is wild being here and seeing it and like I mean I definitely as primary like with enduro being my primary thing um I put in a lot of time pedaling in the backcountry and here it's like you're hiking up a very, very steep cliff with a 35 pound bike on your back to go down for like 10 to 15 seconds and then you do it again um so it's it's, it's very <laughs> very <different>. fit <laughs> don't let the downhill fool you you're very fit <laughs> for sure <clears throat> well, well I, I just found you on social so I'm like trying to and I followed Chelsea so I was like that's one of the big things too is like you know follow these women yeah, um, yeah. elevate their platforms Absolutely. yeah and there's a campaign called let them ride that yes. people could also get involved in um, I'll have Lindsay put that in the show notes where to connect with Perfect. that. But you can, yeah, she just got her uh, t-shirt. I was going to say there's the t-shirts go by. Those. I was going to wear it, but it's in the washing machine because I, I don't like wearing new t-shirts. <laughs> so, I really, so. um, really cool story that I'll share. So yesterday we were at one of the old Rampage sites and um, it's just like BLM land it's public access so you know there's people on tripping by there's people camping or just doing their thing and then there's us you know hawking off cliffs and stuff and um this dad was i think it's called like uniboarding like the circle thing i can't remember what it's called where you just like balance and he had his daughter and then camping and he's like what's going on there's so many women here I'm like, yeah, like, you know, kind of gave him the background and he looked at his daughter and he's like, how cool is that? And she like lit up. And so it's really cool. Just, you know, just, I think to have, you know, I think there's a lot going up on social right now. We're actually just sitting, putting clips together to go on pink bike tonight. Um, But to actually see that interaction and the positive feedback from an eight-year-old girl right there was really cool and really special. Awesome. Yeah, it's so important. I, I know I always, we talk about my little niece, she's eight, seven, she's seven, but she rides and they've got some little trails by our house now. And she's been really scared to go down the hills. She's a big Kate Courtney fan. And she's like, do you think Kate Courtney ever falls off her bike? And I'm like, yes. And Kate put a clip up of where she like took a big tumble. And I'm like, I'm going to show that to Lydia because everybody falls. Everybody's scared, you know? So yeah. And it's we were talking about that yesterday. I mean, the big pros were talking about one of the girls was like, I really want to tighten up my process. She's like, I'm looking at jumps and I'm terrified. I had a concussion a few years ago and I don't want to go back to that. And hearing them talk about being scared, you're like, just because I'm scared doesn't mean I don't have to do it. But also everyone gets scared. You know, everyone falls, everyone questions themselves, but it's, they're still doing it. So yeah, I love that. Well, um, we won't keep you because I know you've got some uh, some fun parties to probably get to or, or maybe a shower after the day. Um, more writing. More writing. More writing. Um, so where can people follow you on social media if they want to see your progress? Um, so I'm Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I dot M dot ball, B-A-L-L on Instagram. I'm trying much better. I'm trying to post on Instagram. I don't, but committed to it. Um, so I'm primarily on Insta. We want to see some of these videos. Yeah. <laughs> Working on it. I'll get them up. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting it. It's okay a if you're of... falling. It's okay if you fall. I'll show it to my niece. <laughs> Perfect. Part of the sport, you know? Yeah, wow. exactly. So well, thanks for 
for coming on. I know this is like hard to get on a podcast when you're out in the middle of nowhere, but we really appreciate you coming on and taking the for time sure. to, to talk about this more. Yeah. Great chatting with you guys. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks guys. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.